Alright, three, two, one, podcast. Wow, they have to do that. <laughs> cool for the well for the first and also for the last time of the year. Mm. Um, yeah, this is our f- the first ever podcast episode we record where people are in different years. Yeah, that's true. That's so mm. fun. So for us in Vancouver, it is six p.m. on December thirty first, and for Zach in Sydney, it's already the first of January, twenty twenty one. Woo! And I couldn't do the math in my head, so I don't know what time it is. But sometime uh, during the day, <laughs> it is uh, almost one p.m. Yeah. minute away. Yeah, so that's that's fun. Uh, mm. I'm not going to make any. I can confirm coronavirus is still. A yeah, thing. I was we just about to say I'm not going to make any lame <laughs> no, I was, time traveling. I was sitting here trying, trying to think up, come up with a good, just a good joke. I just leave it at. Are you really a good cheesy podcaster? If you don't? <laughs> I just wanted to leave it at the novelty of us recording across yeah. years, but I always enjoyed that when I was living in Australia and I could call my parents from the future <laughs> on New Year's. Obviously, that's mm. not how it works, and I'm I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a grown up person, but I found a lot of that was a lot of fun for me every New Year's, okay. especially in a year like this or in a year like the last you've got to take the little things <laughs> you've got to enjoy was there like a big sydney new year's party downtown uh hardly anyone was allowed in the cbd okay. it was very very restricted they still had the fireworks though they were i think a little less than half the length of okay. normal um so they went for seven minutes which for sydney new year's Eve fireworks mm-hmm. is not very long um they were still pretty good they looked great on tv mm-hmm. uh, but yeah you had to have a permit to mm-hmm. be in the cbd and there was very strict restrictions okay. on it was man that must so. have had a big hit on tourism because yeah. that's usually oh, one of ridiculous. the largest tourism events in in the world probably yeah yeah and i mean like you know people say you should cancel the fireworks so i've always been in favor of it because of how much like how tourist friendly it kind of is like it's a it's an event mm-hmm. to go into yeah, sydney and yeah. see it but i mean this year we always knew it wasn't going to be um the same but about until about a month ago actually until about two weeks ago the plan was for um people to social distance but still be allowed to fill the like the harbor foreshore there and have the health workers who have basically helped us through mm-hmm. this year so front, yeah. frontline workers actually so health and also like fireies because mm-hmm. of the bushfires mm-hmm. last year um have them have the dedicated space okay. and get basically a front row seat to the fireworks which i thought was a really mm. great idea mm. um but then we've had a bit of an outbreak uh, the last couple imagine, of weeks and so imagine that, that oh we lost all restricted. the all the first uh responders in the nation uh, during <laughs> yeah. this one super spreader event oops uh, yeah <laughs> so i guess okay. so anyway here we are we had a very very uh non-standard new year's eve but um yeah. yeah, I don't even know what's That's happening right. here. I remember yeah. the first year where you'll probably be able to see fireworks. Yeah. Probably do the stadium. They maybe. usually have it over the stadium and just like over the city in general. And we can't see it from our balcony, but now it's, I think last time we could see it from a balcony. Uh, but I don't know if they will have anything this year. I think they don't want to encourage people to, to go celebrate too much. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, that's mm. fair. Yeah. <laughs> It was weird. The first year when we moved to Australia, we we switched on the local channel in Perth, where we lived at a time, at midnight, and they just rebroadcast the countdown from Sydney. They didn't even have a yeah, local, they didn't even have their local countdown. I was like, well, yeah. what kind of town did we move to? <laughs> <laughs> and we already watched yeah. the Sydney fireworks three hours earlier. Yeah, it was very yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Anyway, housekeeping. Yeah. First thing... Um, we were talking that uh, Cup of Tech will go into a into an extended hiatus <laughs> until probably the next Apple event. That's kind of what we we're briefly or or roughly aiming for mm, because yeah. there's a lot going on. Obviously, for Mel and me, Orbit is 
uh, the priority or we have a goal of making it a our main source of income uh, by June of this year for Zach and next year for us. Um, Wait, what? The, oh, 2021. <laughs> Why do you have to call it? Why not to say next June? <laughs> um, and we're trying to make it not just our primary source of income, but also a, a source of income that's high enough for us to live off. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, a trick would be an AI might just reduce all other sources of income uh, to achieve that goal. But our goal is actually to, to make it sustainable and livable and dedicate a good chunk of our working life on, on orbit. And we're, we're kind of doing, trying to avoid a lot of things that we can spend time on that are not those because that's kind of yeah. we kind of set ourselves a hmm. semi-hard deadline of making it to that point it's not that we would abandon the project otherwise but it would be something that we would have to admit to growing slower and it's something that we're doing on the side for many many years anyways because uh why wouldn't we but it's something that where we would probably have to find alternative sources of income to, to until until we can switch over so yeah but i think also uh, another thing is that we we really enjoy um like spending spending a fair bit of time uh preparing for cup of tech and i think we we want to provide a good show and if we feel too at the moment we've been feeling a bit too scattered so if we can't spend enough time preparing and can't get a good show together we we um we we we, we would like to get uh get back to that at some point but we think that uh, so for now we think the next apple event is probably a good milestone i mean to... we can't help ourselves of talking about whatever the next <laughs> arm max are right mm. there's there's zero percent chance or maybe there's a one percent chance that that we would uh, if there's a new imac that's running anything even remotely arm that that i wouldn't want to talk about that for at least two hours so there's there's a pretty high chance that that um whenever new interesting mac things are coming that will will record an episode but mm -hmm. it's it's yes, now definitely. it's kind of the calmest period as far as the kind of tech in general but apple in, in particular mm -hmm. uh, period right we're not expecting any events anytime soon apple kind of released everything for christmas even squeezed in like the airports max last minute uh, <laughs> i i don't think there was there would be an event coming uh, anytime in the next two days well you never or, know so it's it's also a good time for us to like all right let's take this time to dedicate towards uh, our our livelihood. <laughs> you make this yep, sound so that sounds fair to me. Um, so serious. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so if 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 you like the show, buy a lot of copies. Take every Apple idea you have. Buy our app, <laughs> and then we might be back sooner. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, uh, I think it's um, it's been. <laughs> I feel a bit bad to like lose our streak i mentioned that earlier like we've been doing this episode so often but it is quite um time consuming and as i said it's something we really want to be in like the mindset for when recording because we want to uh, make a great show um so i think it's it's good to put that on hold a bit while we're focusing on making orbit our main uh, source of income and then uh, come back for the next special event because that's always lots of fun and you know we we gotta talk about yeah. talk about it we should maybe also make our discord channel public in case anyone wants to be on on some kind of thing where people talk about tech potentially let's maybe make our discord channel public and see if people <laughs> want to chat there um until we're back at least no we're not going to keep people out so we're permanently okay you all <laughs> look very, very confusing com i don't know uh, what are you doing uh, we'll sort it out <laughs> that's, that's nice like we'll, we'll figure something out anyways uh next yeah. uh 
thing on the agenda, I just want to give a really quick update um, on my Apple Watch uh, ECG being broken and the repair progress. Um, I just <laughs> you make this sound so boring. This is actually quite interesting. Yeah, well, it's 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 mostly boring. So Kai has had lots of problems for people. So who don't the know. ECG on my watch is broken, right? You you hold, put your finger on the crown, nothing happens. Uh, Marlon puts a finger on the crown, nothing. Like when she's wearing the watch, nothing happens. I use Apple uh, Marlon's watch, and it does work. So the chances of uh, my watch being broken are very high. The chances of me not having a heartbeat are very low. Um, so we thought, hey, that should be an easy case. Called Apple. Apple said, all right, cool, send it in. They said can't reproduce, got it back, still broken, took a video, tried to send it to them, they didn't want it. And now we're in, in some weird limbo. It's been three months, two weeks, and two days since this case started. Um, I'm now getting a phone call from Apple every every fortnight, every two weeks, where they're saying engineering still doesn't have any update. So I'll the 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 update on this is it's been an, the longest and most problematic return hassle repair experience i've ever had with any apple product in my life and i've used apple products for a long time and i've had issues with them every every so often but this is by far the the worst experience i've ever had it's completely ridiculous it's almost i've had this in some kind of repair limbo for almost half the time of ownership of this watch it's it's nuts anyway so uh apparently ecg related things because it's within the space of health are special regulations and apparently that means apple can't just because it was sent in why do you sound so judgmental it is look look it's it's, <laughs> it's it makes sense right because like so apparently it seems like so the, the rules around it is that as soon as it's something related to the medical device in the watch then they have to actually investigate why this is a problem to but, figure but out But making the customer oh because the ecg is an approved yeah. medical so they now oh. potentially have to look into if there's some kind of fundamental flaw to the ecg and i, I agree with that right the, and the, the way to deal with that is capturing my device mm-hmm. sending me one yeah yeah and send you send me one that, that that's, doesn't that's the weird thing like i, I totally think yes. it's great i totally think it's great i'm a, such a millennial uh, i think it's <laughs> i think it's a great idea to capture that and make sure that there's not a fundamental problem and in general that shouldn't just be for medical devices but especially for medical devices but the way that they just leave you on hold and call you every, every 14 days and say hey we don't have an update especially with something this is not a software issue because all the Apple Watches I've ever tried, they worked, minus the one that doesn't. So the chances, and there's been, because it's been so long, mm-hmm. I've updated to WatchOS 7, 7.1, 7.2, wherever we are now. So the chances of it being software is very slim. The chances of them getting any kind of useful information out of those diagnostics, very slim. The right thing to do is capture the device, figure out whether it's a production issue or if it's a one-off issue, send the customer who's paid a lot of money for the watch and has been waiting for three months with a watch that's potentially not capable of saving my life because the thing is broken. <laughs> you know, if it's a medical device, shouldn't the priority of getting the customer one that isn't broken be even higher? You know, if Zach's glucose monitor, uh, continuous glucose monitor would be broken it wouldn't be like oh we really have to make sure to figure out why it doesn't pump insulin anymore or it doesn't oh they send you a replacement mm-hmm. straight yeah. away the, and i will take the how other would one the solution be oh we really have to make sure to figure out what's going on so you keep the broken one for an extra three months and we might or might not get back to you that's just ludicrous anyway uh terrible experience i'm, I'm quite surprised how bad that is but it's still not resolved let's check in again in in march or whenever we do our next episode <laughs> see if it's solved I'm uh, cautiously pessimistic. <laughs> anyway, so so much that, about that didn't come across. What you pessimistic about this? It's just I don't I don't understand what's going on. Like I, 
Look, we're a small business. If someone would have this many issues with a product we're selling, we would have already given them a refund, at least a year of free service just to make up for it. But this is like, oh, no, you you keep your, your watch around. You know, it's just silly. I don't understand what's going on there. Anyway. All right. So because cool. this is a weird between years uh, episode, we thought it's a good time to do yearly favorites. In which uh, the three of us pick our favorite uh, hardware product of the year, favorite Apple product, favorite iOS app, favorite macOS app. We can go through, we don't have to go through the entire list. So basically what we're going to do is... Why not? Uh, that way people know what they're getting themselves into. Uh, they can look at the show notes and the, 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 the chapter marks. They're, they're fine. I think we you know it's like saying oh it's not like it's not like you're watching the game awards and they're going to tell you all the categories when, in the beginning of course of they show. do you can see what the categories are <laughs> yeah but are. they have that online they don't they, say hey now we're going to talk about this and this <sighs> i don't understand go on, the, go on. the difficulty here but okay so apparently there will be secret categories that we'll unveil as we go through them um what do we do we're we're agreeing on one right let's not do one each because then it's becoming a excessively long list so let's all put our our uh if if we do have a candidate let's all put them forward okay we, so. we all agree on one and the other two are just like also great yeah so like this is just supposed to be like a fun list of things sort of like we do how we do things of the cool. week or picks of the week uh we thought it would be fun to have like a just talk about some of the things because 2020 has been a very strange year and i think has it? it's <laughs> It's nice to highlight some of the products and the apps and things like that that we have enjoyed using. And, uh, and after all my Apple Watch negativity, it's exactly. nice to, to end I this want this with to, a bit that, more that, positive That's to break you out of this... Uh, I don't know. You seem, you seem a bit um, pessimistic at the moment. No, I'm, I'm very optimistic. <laughs> okay. It's just the Apple Watch repair process that I'm not optimistic about. Mm. Otherwise, the future is bright. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. Shall we get started? Uh, and all the other rules we make up as we go, if there are any kind of contention on, on anything. <laughs> I don't know yet. Cool. Favorite hardware product of the year? Um, so I think we're all... Mm, actually, no, wait. I have two <laughs> I nominees. Just, actually, I, I was going to say, we all know what this is going to be, but this is hardware, and there is another category for favorite Apple mm. product of the year. Like We could, yeah. of course, pick the same for both of those categories, but I think it could be fun to talk about, think outside of the box, and not just only think about Apple here. Mm-hmm. So, so for me, my my uh, nomination for hardware product of the year is the Oculus Quest Two, oh. um, which <laughs> is unfortunately a Facebook product. But apart from that, it it's great. It the only was, reason I'm sighing is because you have had so many problems with that product itself <laughs> and trying to get a good one that has like a reasonable display. But yeah. we're not gonna get into display that foundation. Now. Like, okay, anyway, we're not gonna get into. Um, that. Assuming that there are no hardware defects with it, it's mm. it's a great product. It's really cheap. It's perfect for this year where people spend a lot of time indoors right because it's a way of exercising moving around being in different worlds having fun mm-hmm. uh it's a great way of catching up with people like we've had multiple sessions with friends that also happen to have um vr headsets to play mini golf together and it sounds kind of like oh, mini golf but it's really cool because you're just in space with with friends that you don't otherwise see so i'm uh the the combination of of the mini golf game being able to play online and and the Quest being a great workout device, I think it made it for me, at least personally, my okay. hardware product of the year. All right. What are your nominees? So my nominee would be, it, it's very specific. Um, <laughs> it is the, is this our coffee grinder? Okay. The COLEO, um, there is a number there too. Um, COLEO coffee grinder. <laughs> 
Help me out here, Kai. It it is the do 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 do. They no longer say the model number on the website. It's the Theolium five twenty N, which is a Ghostbird two hundred watt coffee grinder. Yes. All right. Yeah, uh, it's just something I like because I I always what I really enjoy doing on a day to day basis is going to coffee shop and trying out different coffee places, which we haven't really been able to do to the same extent uh, this year. Um, but what we have done is to try to support local coffee shops and getting coffee beans, mm-hmm. um, and we've been trying those out. And for that, I, I think it's really important if you buy fresh coffee beans, it's really important to have a good grinder. Uh, some may argue that the grinder is the most important part of your coffee equipment because you can really get fresh coffee. Uh, and that makes a huge difference for the coffee. Um, so yeah, that was something that I felt was really enjoyable this year, just to like buy different beans, try out different things. It was a great experience when being, when, when spending so much time at home to just try different coffee beans. And the coffee grinder was great for that. Cool. Mm. All right, Zach, what's your nominee? Um, tough one. Um, I think we're all going to reach consensus on the next one, the favorite Apple mm-hmm. product, or at least two of us will. So I'll, I'll withhold my selection, uh, there. But I am going to actually go with the uh, MagSafe Duo charger, which I've only had for like a week or something. Yeah, I I didn't get a lot of new hardware this this year. (laughs) Um, The (laughs) close runner-up... Okay, if if the M1 Max didn't come out, um, I would have said my new MacBook Pro, because I love Mm -hmm. the thing. It's great. Um, But I have a feeling that... I mean, it, it doesn't really make sense to pick it now because it's it's so out of date already, and it's been six months. Um, My but favorite this is animal like is a nice dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> I um I don't yeah exactly. Um, I don't expect this to win this category, but that's the uh, that's the one that I like. It's um it's just a really nice to have. It's not essential. It's not um. I don't know. It's it's not. Yeah, it's not needed. But it's just a we really cool little thing. And about this, I wanted to ask you. No, when we you lift up, are you not at all concerned that when you lift up your phone, the case like you will move the charger and then the watch will sort of fall off? Um. So there's there's two things here. Uh. One, no, it's very okay. sturdy. And it's no problem at all. Um. I you just get in the habit kind of of shifting your phone to the side. Okay. So I kind of like rest my thumb on the side okay. of the thing and just like. Like you would any wire, oh, like you would any magnetic kind of thing where you just mm, shift it across mm-hmm. and it disconnects. Uh, and the other thing is that it very rarely happens. I'm charging both my phone and my watch at the same okay. time because the phone is far more likely to be charged overnight uh, or at a random top up time during the day, whereas the watch is um, kind of very structured and like just when I wake up or when I go to, before I go to sleep um, to top it up before I do some sleep tracking. So it's rare for them both to be on the charger at the same time. And like I said, it's not. It's not a essential thing at all but it's i've always had a wireless charger or for as long as i've had a phone that supports it a wireless charger and an apple watch stand on my nightstand and this is just able to replace both of those that's one thing and it means i need one cable that goes into it um don't need those two cables um and it's just quality like it's what you'd expect it's that apple quality manufactured feel um it's nice you you don't even have to think about it it's just there it's great um and it's a little little thing that brings me a little bit of joy. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Interesting. How are we going to come to a consensus yeah. here? How, how is this going to work? Well, I, I don't expect either of you to agree with mine. So, I'm <laughs> um, I'm fine with um, with bowing that one out. I like both um, uh, of the other ones. I don't have... Yeah. I mean, I obviously think the Arctic Quest is a bigger addition mm-hmm. because... Yeah, I it's a bigger delta between not having a. I think there's a bigger change in my life from having the Oculus Quest in our life than having the grinder in our lives. Yeah, 
So to me, that makes it a more special hardware product because yeah. there are other good grinders, but this is so far ahead in in kind of whatever VR is for someone, there's nothing quite like it. I know. And the great thing with this is that it's so portable and you don't need a separate gaming machine to hook it up to. You can just pick it up and play, which I think is... It's great. And I think last year we actually picked the Oculus Quest 1 as our hardware oh, really? here. So it keeps the streak going. Cool. So non-hardware or hardware product of the year, Oculus Quest 2. What do you mean non-hardware? Uh, Non-Apple hardware. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. So the next one is a favorite Apple product of the year. Mm. Um, I, I have a feeling that we're all just going to say the same thing. I don't have the iPhone mini, but I will nominate yeah. it anyways. Yeah. It, it has to be the the iphone yeah. 12 mini might be a different story if any of us had production m1 max see i will actually pick a the macbook air with the m1 chip <laughs> really yeah um just because this is <laughs> if i had any reason to buy a macbook i'm so excited about mm-hmm. that device um yeah because yeah. it does all the things i want right it's super fast super lightweight i hate fans because fans are unreliably audible sometimes Mm -hmm. i much rather in most cases have my computer get warm to the touch which is now a thing with the m1 right before that burning your hands off but with the m1 i much rather have a device that goes slightly warm Mm -hmm. than having unexpected audio and that's for different reasons right when we're podcasting obviously unexpected audio is not desirable but overall it's, it's just nice to have a machine that's like one solid thing without any moving parts. It doesn't have a touch bar, which to me is a big plus. It is now the cheapest Apple right. MacBook you can buy. It doesn't have a touch bar? No. Oh. It has proper function keys. Mm, no touch bar. Oh. So to me, really? it's like, I, I would love to have a reason to buy that because it's so cheap. It's so powerful. It's such a little, like, small trade-off over the, the Pro and, um, I mean, for now, it is essentially the fastest Mac you can buy within certain limitations but so i think it's it's so unequivocally the computer to recommend to people right now that i would love to own but i can't find a way of convincing myself to own it so <laughs> you don't i have a reason for it yeah so i nominate that one but i also agree obviously the iphone 12 uh, mini is is amazing the phone um, that you've been wanting yeah, for yeah. like f- the last five <laughs> years <laughs> was not your nomination no because there there are small nitpicks i have with it i would love to swap the ultra white yeah, camera to the 2x because mm-hmm. i never use ultra wide i use 2x all the time i had a look at my library I actually use more 2x cam- uh, pictures than 1x on my uh, on my 11 pro mm. and now that's gone i i think i took a grand total of four ultra wide pictures mm. last year so it's just like a small again i i knew that or mm. i knew when i got into it but it was a small nitpick yeah. and the other thing is I, I would really like it being just a tiny bit smaller if like there's you know i i don't own a macbook air that's why it's a bit harder but it feels like a product where where it's really hard to point any flaws Mm -hmm. like what would you criticize it's like yeah we would like four ports i guess but otherwise it's just such an amazing device in almost any regard Mm. and it blows every computer you own out of the water and it's Mm. in a case uh, fanless uh noiseless heatless incredibly fast nice case uh Hmm. great display great size super lightweight it's just such an amazing little machine that i would love to love to find a way of arguing myself into buying one so that's that's what's my nominee but i'm happy for the iphone 12 mini to win if this didn't convince you yeah i'm i'd like to promote i'd like to 
Yeah. I like the iPhone 12 mini. Let's I want them to it. continue making small phones. Yes, I agree. It would be yeah, great Apple, if the cameras Apple are Apple will not stop making iPhone. Uh, you know, um, no, we, got, we gotta, yeah. Apple will not stop making MacBooks if we're not picking it. But the iPhone but 12 the iPhone, mini definitely you know, this, needs... This is mm, what it's that one needs a boost, mm. yes. Cool. All right. Then our favorite Apple product of the year is the iPhone 12 mini. Yes. So, the next product, no, the next category is favorite iOS app. Uh, in my opinion, this doesn't have to be an app that came out this year. No, just our favorite of the year. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, if it happened to have come out this year or had a big update, that's a bonus, but it, whatever you like the most this year. Mm. Yeah. All right, Zach, do you want to start? Cool. Um, so my pick is very 2020. <laughs> and it's actually the app that replaced the gym for me. Mm. So I haven't stepped foot in a gym since very early March. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I, I use many apps for working out at home and I have. Uh, so two that I use regularly, um, one of them more for like cardio style things, but I find that easier to do without an app anyway. Um, but for like weight routines and stuff, I need a bit of guidance. And so I've been using Fitbod at home, which is great. When the pandemic hit, I bought a bunch of weights, um, realized that it wasn't enough mm-hmm. and ordered some more <laughs> a couple months later and have been very happy with a little home setup that I've got um, with some free weights. Was it hard to get a hold of those type of weights? Um initially yes i think we had to go into a store to pick them up so you couldn't Mm. order them online they wouldn't they wouldn't even ship but we happened to find a store this was actually when i was in isolation so i had to get Mm. some people Mm. to go for me um (laughs) and uh yeah but um managed to find a store kind of near near where i live um that had the exact ones that i wanted and um they were able to drop those off for me which was great um that was very handy and then a couple months later when i ordered more the rush had kind of died down and I wasn't ordering anything that was too rare. So uh, it was no, no trouble (laughs) at all. Um, So yeah, Fitbod's been, been great for um, developing a bit of a routine and it just kind of, I I have picked it as a pick of the week, I think before, but it's something that takes um, what you've done the last couple of days and knows sort of what muscle groups you haven't exercised (laughs) in a while and then makes recommendations based on that. You also tell it exactly how much weight you're moving for each exercise and it will dynamically adjust depending on how you found that from your previous one. Like, for example, it might say do 10 reps of something with 10 kilos and you might put in that you only did eight because that's all you could do and then it will adjust Mm. the next time. Um, And the idea is to slowly build up strength, Mm. um, but sometimes obviously you need to reduce that. And so it's it's got some really good smarts in there about doing that. And I believe it's leveraging like Coromel and a lot of the cool stuff that's sort of inbuilt on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does a really good job of that. So I've enjoyed using it. It's a very 2020 pick, um, but here we are. That's that's my pick. <laughs> do you think once we once the world returns to normal, do you think you will continue going? Will you go back to a gym or do you think you'll continue using this? So I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> um there's there's many aspects here. The the big one for me is the travel time mm-hmm. that I'm now saving. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure that the old travel time that I had to the gym is worth it. Okay. The the best thing I did when I was going to the gym is I'd go on the way to work. So I'd have to pass through uh basically a point that has a gym mm-hmm. anyway, so I wasn't really adding to my commute time and that was so, sort of as good mm-hmm. as it got when mm-hmm. I was uh commuting, but and I, I don't think I'd really want to go back. I don't think I'd really be in a rush to go back <laughs> to the gym. The problem will be, depending on where I live, I may or may not have access to, like, grassy mm-hmm. outdoor area. Like, at the moment, we've got a little backyard that I is more mm-hmm. than enough for me to fit in and, and do my exercises. Um, let's say I moved to an apartment, probably wouldn't have that. And so, I think then the choice of apartment would be uh, – would 
I'd factor in how close the gym yeah. is. Like, if yeah. there was a gym, you know, either in the apartment building or if there was, okay. like, a, a chain gym on the bottom floor or something. Wouldn't I'd- most new apartments have a gym as part of their kind of amenities? Some do, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, not all. Depends mm-hmm. on the building. Like, generally, I think, from what I've seen, the larger the apartment building, the more likely okay. it is to mm-hmm. have. Um, but also, a lot of those kind of ones that I've seen, they're not great. They're a bit like hotel gyms. Like, they'll do the job, mm-hmm. but they're not... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So, you know, being able to find an apartment that's maybe near a block mm-hmm. of shops, mm-hmm. uh, like within a five-minute walk or say that had a gym attached to that would mm-hmm. be really good as well. Okay. So, it all depends. So but at the moment, while well, we've got a bit of grass space, it's So, it's not that you're like missing the exercises you can do at the gym. It's more about the availability of space and venue. Yeah. Yeah. I do miss it a little bit, but I think if this was going to be a long-term thing, I would definitely buy more equipment. Like, I'd buy a lot more equipment and I'd be able to replace, you know, probably 80% of what I used to do mm. at the gym. There's certain things I miss. And, like, you know, I haven't done, like, a pull-up on a pull-up bar in, in months. And I do miss that kind of stuff, but I'm not sure it's worth the the overhead of going to a gym. And, like I said, if I knew this was going to be long-term and I knew I had a bit of backyard mm. space, I could buy one of those. And that wouldn't be a problem. So, yeah. I think it's going to make me think very differently mm. about whether I want to be a member yeah, of a gym yeah. going forward. All right. All right. Interesting. Cool. Mine mm-hmm. is... Um, I actually had two... And I wasn't quite I sure which one. Two. Yeah. I had Weatherline 2 and Castro. Because Castro actually, as a podcast player, they this year they had quite a bunch of really nice updates to their widget and overall fixing a lot of kind of small nitpicky things I had about the app. And it's really nice. One big thing that I really enjoy is that you can, when you start listening to a podcast, uh, you can select which chapters you want to listen to. And I don't know if that happens to any of you, but if I use any podcast player that doesn't have that feature, I sometimes put a podcast on when I go to bed and know two minutes in when I'm just slowly <laughs> drifting away, it's like, this episode is sponsored by, and you're like, oh man, uh, with Castro, it's really nice. You can just say, you know what, especially now when more and more podcasts actually have a chapter marker for their uh, for the advertisement, it's really nice to just say, you know what, I do not need to hear about mattresses while I'm already laying on a mattress. So you can just uncheck that beforehand, and then it will just automatically skip that for you. And a bunch of other things. I think Castro is, is just a very delightful, nice app to use. Um, but I'm not listening to podcasts that much this year just because I'm home more and, and so my podcast mm-hmm. consumption overall went significantly down. So my, my favorite iOS app is actually Weatherline 2. Um, Okay. Which is because you're spending a lot of time inside, so you need no, to know what the weather is. We do go for walks. I know almost uh, every day, yeah. and we are now. It's just do- your logic didn't really. Happen. No, because we're going for walks together, yes. and the only thing that we're determining on when to take because we are spending about an hour mm. outside the home on average. Uh, every day Mm -hmm. so we can now just especially in a country like canada where it sometimes gets a bit colder than other days um it is quite nice to just pick the the driest sunniest least uh least cold period Mm. of the day and just pick that one as the hour when you're outside Mm. and i've been doing that every day since i mean there were some periods where we didn't go out at all uh, due to everything going on but since mm. when we do go out i i just look at weatherline see a nice graph of wh- when the best time is to go out and that's when we take a walk and i do that every day and it's very nice i struggle weatherline is such a clear way to me of showing how the weather evolves over the days and over the different hours of the day that i'm actually even if i'm in in a different weather because i tapped a widget on like i still use apple's widget because i do prefer it um even if I would be in that app, I, I'd rather go out and switch to Weatherline to look at the forecast than using Apple's because it's just such a clear and obvious way for me to present uh, weather information. So, yeah, 
uh, weather line. Still getting updates to improving. Just by far my fa- nice. favorite weather app. Nice. I think that's a good pick. Mm. Uh, or a good nomination. Um, I actually had three. Um, but two of them I used for a long time. So I think maybe I should take a new one. So my honorable mentions uh, would have been uh, Things. Mm-hmm. Uh, things 3. Um, and 1Password. Because I like 1Password in general. But I have another nomination for the Mac as well. So I just want to mention that here. Um, really like the... I don't know. Password management are password managers are important. Uh, <laughs> you just have a passion. <laughs> I like that they have unlocked face ID, and they had that for a while. Um, but the one I'm actually picking um, is uh, Lookup, which is an app I started using more uh, lately, and uh, especially since the widget came out. So we had uh, Vidit on the show uh, talking about Lookup, and it's a really cool app for people who might not have listened to that episode. It's a uh, dictionary app uh, but what he's doing with the widget is that he has a word of the day and that's always being shown up in showing up in the widget and it has a really nice um like graphics or some um it has like a nice picture in the background or a nice um illustration in the background that sort of represents the words so if you're like like that visual learning and remember a word by like a picture um then it's really helpful for that so it's just nice to have like those days, uh, those words every day coming up that you can learn. Hmm. Hmm. Man, this is hard. What do we pick? <laughs> um, I'd probably be happy to go with Lookup. I think Lookup is, is a great app that I've also used for years. And after chatting with Vidit about it on the podcast and, and learning all the work mm. that goes into it on a daily basis, like that constant... Yeah. Every day, no matter what mm. happens, he has to upload a word of the day and he has to do a little graphic for it. And just sort of that that dedication and that commitment is, I think, really mm-hmm. cool. And he's been able to build this, you know, he's been working on this product for years and being able to build it into to this great app. Um, mm, and this, yeah. you know, and, and it's, it's always a good example as well of platform mm-hmm. things like it's mm-hmm. you know quick to adopt widgets and quick to have a catalyst mm. app and all of that stuff and it's just it's just a really nice app and yeah i think that's very mm. deserving of a favorite yeah, yeah, he's app. also been starting to work on he, he's been working on clips and i think it's available now mm-hmm. um so that's okay. another like platform specific thing that he's using uh, another thing i want to point out that i've also been trying that i've also been using a lot lately is the quiz so you mm-hmm. can like if you have like your uh, you can have your collection of words that you're like wanna wanna learn, or maybe you have uh, all of the uh, like certain words that you have struggled with, and then you can put it in a collection, and then you can do a quiz on that collection. And that's actually that's that's a really good way for me to learn new words. And I am improving. I didn't start out getting a high score, but now I'm almost getting all of them most times. So mm. Mm. yeah, I'm, I'm also happy with Lookup. I think that's the one app that all three of us use, which is. A good pick for our overall winner anyway. <laughs> and obviously, it's a really nice app. Otherwise, yes, exactly. we wouldn't all use it. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So, favorite iOS app of the year, Lookup 7. Cool. Next category. Favorite macOS app. Yes. Um, and I will start. And for me, again, I had multiple options. <laughs> um, one was Pixelmator Pro, which I just bought. Um, and it mostly got that based on my pro- positive experience with Pixelmator. Um, so I just assume Pro is, you know, I learned that from Apple. Pro just means better and more expensive. In this case, it was actually really cheap. It's only $27 right now. Um, so that was my honorable mention, despite not having used it yet. Um, the other one is Things 3. 
And I didn't want to use Things 3 because it's an app that's like, you know, it's kind of your default good Mac app. But I guess that's why I'm picking it again. It's just an app that I use fairly frequently. It's a great Mac app. It's very nicely designed. They were kind of ahead of the curve with a lot of big sort of things. And even some of Orbit's stuff, we were kind of inspired by the trajectory mm. that Things 3 set yeah, on the Mac. Yeah, design-wise, I think it has a really... Yeah. Um, it, it has a really modern design, and I think that helped inspire us. Yeah. So, yeah, for me, Think 3 just mm. keeps on being a very solid, good Mac app that I, year after year, just, I, I try a lot of different apps in that category every now and then, but for some reason, Think 3 is the one that that I kind of stick with. So, for me, mm. that's my pick, or my nomination. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned it as well in the past uh, for for iOS. It is a it is a nice app, but there there's so many apps now as well. So I'm start I'm I'm, f- I'm thinking of like I'm trying out different uh, different task managers as well. Um, but this um, yeah, it is it is a really well designed Mac, Mac app, especially. Um, so I see where you. But my pick is different. Uh, my pick is Affinity Designer. Okay. Yeah, that's because that is something that it's a it's just a really nice design tool. It's a bit more specific, so everyone might not find use for it. But it's just a really intuitive uh, design tool if you want to start uh, if you want to create um, app logos or any type of iconog- iconography um, for your apps. Yeah, if vector setting is your thing, mm, if yeah. you're into designer, it might be your tool. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice and it's uh, very easy to get started with. But then it has some really powerful tools as well. Uh, so that's my pick. Um, All right, again, you kind of jumped the queue because yeah, it was sorry. actually Zach. Just Nick. because it was a, good, I wanted yes, yes. Sorry. Because I wanted all the spotlight. That's okay. Mm, Zach, mm. what's your your nomination? <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> um, I am gonna have to say poor this year yeah, for the API client. Mm. And again, this is. Very specific to this year for me. Um, it's the first year that I've sort of dabbled in backend development. And so pause become my, my go to for, um, testing my, uh, test, I kind of testing, I guess, my own API and making sure that everything's working. And I recently, as in maybe six or eight weeks ago, set up a, like a bunch of collections which you can do in mm-hmm. pour and save your requests and i've never been very good about grouping things intentionally i kind of just throw <laughs> things in a group and, and just see what works and then change it up and whatever but anyway now i've got this like core set of things in there which i can just mm. fire off all these yeah. requests and know that everything's mm. working and that every endpoint is up and that all the different versions of the api are working and responding and everything's mm. good there and it's it's quite handy and i really like pour and then from an app perspective it's just a nice Mac app. Like it's a nice native mm. app that is usually up to date when, you know, major versions of Mac OS come out. Like it had its big Sur update and it's got the nice new icon and all of those kind of things. And they're very on the ball. And that's compared to Postman, which I think is a bit more popular, mm. but uh, generally um, it's an electron yeah. app. So it's generally not as good of an yeah. app. Uh, it works and it does all the things, but I'd much rather use Paw. Uh, on my Mac than, than something like Postman. So that's this year probably one of my favorite apps because I've used it heaps and uh, learned a bunch about backend development and that was really cool. So that is cool. my That pick. is a good pick too. All right, ah, how do we settle pick. this? Mm. Actually, surprised none of us picked Tower. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I actually had this as another honorable mention. Tower. And again, 1Password. Yep. Yeah, one thing I forgot to mention about 1Password was that they also have one-time passwords, which I really like. So if you have 2FA set up, you can use 1Password for that. All right. So I guess our favorite macOS app is Orbit. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> 
No, do we? Uh, I think Paul is a. It's a. You're right. Like it's a. I don't use it as much right now because I'm not doing as much API development. But it is such a good tool once you have it, and it saves you so much time. And yeah, I think I go for Paul. That's where my votes. Goes I'd for be happy with Paul as well. All right. Cool. So. Favorite macros app, Paw. Cool. So now I start. Now I don't have to jump jump the queue. Ah, mm. oh, this is a tough category. <laughs> Why do I start? So our favorite indie app of the year, yeah. Malin. What's your nomination? <sighs> yeah, this is difficult uh, because there are so many great indie apps, and uh, I've been trying to um, try out more apps in general. Um, but I think. Um, my nomination is going to go to Dark Noise because I think it's such a, it's a very well designed app. It's very focused on, uh, providing you with different white noises. So if you are not familiar with it, uh, it's developed by not Charlie just, Chapman. Not just white noises. No, different type of noises. I'm getting there. Mm. So it's an app by Charlie Chapman who was on our show, um, earlier this year for us, last year for Zach. Um, and it's, it's just a, it's a really nice Fine app to play different noises. So if you want to have like rain noises in the background or thunderstorms in the background, um, or just white noise in the background, uh, it's a really nice app for that. And he also has some really nice widgets where you can have a widget for a specific sound that you want to set up and you can set a certain timer for that sound. So for example, the one I have is rain on tent because I found it to be like a really relaxing sound. I sometimes play it, uh, when I'm going to sleep. If it's not raining outside already, which it tends to do at the moment um and yeah it's just uh it's a it's a really neat hmm. app um just for the record we do not sleep in a tent we do have an apartment <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that you're right no i just found that to be like the rain on tent to be this satisfying sound because it's it like is, rain it hitting something and i i don't know it's it's a really cozy sound and all the sounds are really cool as well he has a special uh spacecraft uh sound as well um, which is the inside of a spacecraft, uh, boat sounds, car sounds, and vacuum cleaners. Uh, if that's your if jam. that's your jam, <laughs> a construction site. But yeah, I like the rain on tent. Mm. Cool. Good pick. Mm. Uh, my nomination, again, I had multiple honorable mentions in this case. Again, Weatherline 2, mm-hmm. uh, Castro. But my new app of the year is Solver 2 for mm. the Mac. I was kind of driven by, I I really wanted to, I feel like this was the year of the Mac. Like there was so much change on Mm -hmm. on Mac OS. There is such a big shift in direction, probably one of the biggest since I've been interested in Apple products Uh, on on the Mac, right? With the Apple building their own uh, silicon building, you know, M1 chips and everything that we're going to see in the future. Very exciting. A lot of, lot of focus on that, even during events. It's like... Apple acknowledged that macro still exists. That was really nice. Um, even the like SwiftUI like framework teams, the macros teams get more attention. So I thought it would be nice to to squeeze in an extra uh, macros app. And Solver is just again one of those solid apps that always gets updates, always is um, up to date with all the new APIs. Very very reliable. Um, Solver three in particular kind of changed the the layout. We now have sheets kind of on the left so you kind of it's it's a bit more kind of what notes has where you kind of have w- one single window but you can switch between your different sheets and it makes it really easy to kind of switch between them so i have one where where we talk about where i have a lot of like orbit related numbers which is really nice mm-hmm. and it's making it really easy to switch between them and and because before solver 3 
I had this tendency of extremely long silver documents where just it, it almost became like a, a sketch sheet that mm -hmm. I had always open and would just become hundreds and hundreds of lines. Yep. And Silver 3 made it a lot easier for me to just say new sheet. I put in the first line kind of the rough topic and then everything mm. related to that topic goes into that sheet. And that makes nice. it really nice. So yeah, for me, Silver 3. For the a, Mac. For the Mac. Cool. Yeah, this is a tough category. Mm. All, mm. Like, all the app categories are tough. <laughs> all the categories are tough. No, I think hardware <laughs> is a lot easier. It's like, you don't buy that much hardware every year, but there's so many great apps. Oh. So, Zach, make this okay. harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think I'm going to have to say Tweetbot for oh, this Oh, wow. One. That is an out-of-left-field uh, nomination. Mm -hmm. It's similar in that like the theme of this year we've spoken about our relationships with like twitter <laughs> and and that in the past but i think this year more than ever i was okay with and i definitely went through stages but i was okay with maybe increased twitter usage at certain points of the year and somewhat that feeling of like staying connected and seeing how other people are doing and going through things and and you know that that Twitter had that really like we're all in this together mm -hmm. kind of vibe this year, and there was something a bit nicer about it than usual. I know that there was a lot of politics, and around that time of year is like when I dipped off again mm -hmm. and and that kind of thing. But when it's like that more community aspect of Twitter, um, I, I definitely didn't mind it. And so I think that yeah, Tweetbot both on the Mac and on iOS has been a really good tool this year, and one that I don't feel like I've spent too much time in, contrary to other years mm. and things like that um or, or that i've been more okay with spending that, that time I in and then there's also the boy instead of sweet butt <laughs> i guess that's what the ripoff one um. on the play store is called <laughs> Shh. <laughs> don't tell them. no um yeah no so it's been it's been a mm. good app from that sense and and that kind of sense of, of seeing what people are going through and then also it's become a source of news from like local government sources as well and often that they'll post their at the same time, they're doing like their press releases or, or announcements and things like that. So, in terms of um, COVID information, it's also been uh, a good mm -hmm. tool for that. And that's an area where the chronological timeline of Tweetbot, as opposed to, say, the Twitter app, is actually beneficial because you're getting those updates in real time and you don't have to worry about them being buried by an algorithm. I, so, I actually got to say the, yeah. the official Twitter client is really good with those things. It actually, at least, okay. in, I don't know if that's the same in all jurisdictions, but at least in British mm -hmm. Columbia, they always pinned when there was, because we have those daily updates, right, for from our yes, he yes. health authorities, mm -hmm. they always pin it to the very top. So if there is one okay, ongoing nice. right now, it would always be on top. So you, you wouldn't miss it if you're yeah, interested, okay. um, which I thought was pretty cool. Mm. The, the reason I'm struggling mm -hmm. with Tweetbot, like without a doubt, it's a great app. But I do think the the time of third-party Twitter apps is cr crawling towards an end just because Twitter adds yeah. more and more things that they're not exposing to third yeah. parties mm -hmm. and just their policies around API access becoming just wasn't it meant to be an improved API? Yeah, this I year? mean technically it is. I just I don't know. It it feels like haven't noticed. Anything. Yeah, it feels just like there are a few people that still hold on, but it's no longer this thriving yeah. ecosystem. And I mean, realistically, I don't know no. if Tweetbot still makes enough money to warrant that much upkeep. I I don't know, yeah. Yeah. but it definitely feels like something that's more towards the end of its life than than but something yeah, that's that is driving. Very true. That's why I would vote 
for one of the other two, mm. despite still yeah, liking yeah, that's Tweetbot. <sighs> Speaking of Tweetbot. Yeah, where it really falls down and, you know, with interacting with the Twitter API is DMs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, for starters, it ne- the API never ever got third party, uh, sorry, not third party, uh, group mm-hmm. DMs. That's a massive mm-hmm. limitation. You don't even know that you have a group DM if you use Tweetbot. And the other one is the, yeah. the slowness with which it updates those mm-hmm. DMs. Yeah. It's like the other person might have sent three messages and you're, you still think you're responding to the yeah. first one. And then sometimes I'll flick across to the, like, the Twitter website to actually finish my response and realize that they've said something else and I've just sent a message that looks like I'm, you know, 10 minutes yeah. behind mm-hmm. them and that's actually mm-hmm. what's yeah. happened. Yep. So, yeah, uh, for everything but DMs, mm. uh, I still find it pretty good, pretty good browsing mm. experience. But yeah, yeah. Right, speaking of Tweetbot, I just remembered Pastebot on the Mac. That is something I use every day as mm. well. But it's just this sort of nice. subtle tool because you don't actually use look at it that much. It's just it's very beneficial when you have it there. So how do we settle this? I think again, uh, winner is Orbit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have a strong preference over either of the other two, but I have used Solver, whereas I haven't used right. Dark Noise. So I don't know if that's a contributing factor. Some, I do like Solver. Solver then, because yeah, I think sure. that's something we all use and all enjoy. Sure. All right, cool. But S- Solver three. Yeah. Yeah. All the other the other two are really really mm. good apps. And I mean, many I, and many additional indie apps that we haven't <laughs> mentioned are also yeah. great. Um, and I mean, I do use Dark Noise this every is day a as a passive ta- user yeah. because Malin is using it and we just happen to be in the same space. Mm. But it's also just a really delightful app if you if you haven't checked it out and mm. you have any need for it. It's, it's a good app to check out. Mm. Cool. That brings us to our next category, favorite iOS game. And I was, I was unsure if we should add that, but then I remembered that Zach actually recently started a... A, a subscription to Apple Arcade, mm. so now he ah. is forced into having at least one one pick. <laughs> so you get yes. to start. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, I picked this as my thing of the week a few weeks ago, but <laughs> Sneaky Sasquatch. I actually finished it over oh, okay. the break, so um, I quite enjoyed it. I got stuck for a while, and I didn't really know what the next objective. Have either of you played uh, a little bit? Okay, yeah. So you know how you got to collect the map thingy. I I got a bit confused and I didn't really know what was what I was doing. <laughs> but then I got some guidance from somebody else who's played, and they kind of un unblocked me, so to speak, on knowing what I should do. And I went on to finish the game, and I was very happy with myself. I haven't. So it's actually like you finish it, but then you can still do more. I haven't done the mm-hmm. more part, but I've finished the like. I got up to the part where they show the credits. Like, <laughs> so um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's fun Apple Arcade game that I I spent. Uh, a few hours on over the Christmas week and just enjoyed sitting on the lounge doing nothing playing that. So, mm. good fun. Um, nice graphics. Not as good on the Mac and Apple TV as on iOS. Definitely recommend playing it on you iOS. on iPad um, or on the phone? iPad, yeah, preferably mm. iPad, but because uh, my phone is a bit too small for that thing when you, when you like, the size of my thumbs take up half <laughs> the screen. So, it was a little bit awkward to see the Did whole screen the, when I was doing it on my phone. iPhone 12 Max. Um, <laughs> no, it's all right. I have the iPad for a reason. Big screen for when I want a big one, a small screen for when I'm out and about and not playing games. So cool. All right. That's great. Good pick. Yeah. Um, I will pick... I actually have two again. Um, <laughs> one is Golf on Mars. The other one is Two Spice. Hmm. And I, when I started a sentence, I wasn't actually sure which one to pick. But I do think I'll pick Two Spice. I mean, I'm slightly biased because obviously Mal and I worked on it and other <laughs> friends uh, that we have in Vancouver also worked on it. Um, but I think it's just a really fun game. Mm. It keeps getting updates. They just released their season one content update, uh, which kind of make online play better and those kind of things. Mm. It's just, it's a fun game. Nice music. Looks nice. Mm. Delightful to play. Um, uh, Golf on Mars had some no- impossible levels, which is 
again, small nitpicky thing where it's just a level you can't beat. And to spice, if you lose, you usually usually you lose because you didn't pay attention mm. or you, because you did something silly. So mm. that's nice. And you can look back at your games and see where you went wrong. Yeah. And it was also kind of the last bigger non non you know there was like we went to a tournament in november mm, and it felt that like was the, fun. Yeah. like it back in the <laughs> older days you could just go to random to a random office and play games mm. with random people for for a whole night that was really fun uh and so you came uh, third as well yeah so. I, I did mm. a trophy to prove it um <laughs> so I, I just think to spy is a really fun game i i do i do look forward to in person mm tournaments once we can do those again they they were a lot of fun um but it's also just a nice way if you're like two people at home it's mm. a great game where you're trying to assassinate each other that, that <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds very relaxed <laughs> yeah sometimes you know when you're locked in for so long it's it's way better of an idea to do it in a game than in any other way um so i i definitely recommend that and i mean a lot of people are kind of in the in the place with two people together right mm. and anything that you can play together is really nice for that so i would recommend if you have another person within your within your household two spies so that's my pick because that's the situation i'm in uh, and if you don't golf on mars Marlin, what's your pick all right um i have four picks <laughs> Jeez. But I'm just gonna take one of them. Um, <laughs> that's literally how, <laughs> that's this how, this, that's how this game works. Um, so uh, my nomination is Water Golf, just okay. because I think this was a very creative <laughs> golf game. It was a very different approach to games in general, and it really plays with um, with the mechanics of. Uh, it's not a golf game, but it, like it is a golf game, but you're not really playing golf. You're not really. It's not a traditional golf game, and I don't want to spoil it too much, but it's um, it's just the way that they played with many mechanics is great. Uh, it's very goofy and quite fun, and uh, like a, a good game. And it has quite a lot of uh, lots of levels as well, and lots of different themes throughout those levels. Um, so that's going to be my nomination. Another one was Mini Motorway, which I'm not sure. We might mention that last year. No, no last year we mentioned Mini... What is that one called? Metro? Mini Metro. Oh, Mini yeah. Metro. So Mini, yeah, Mini Motorway is a different version uh, than Mini Metro, but it's similar style. And the reason I, why I like those games in general is because it's quite relaxing. You're just sort of building um, building different roads uh, to get to different locations. But and it does, it does and then die. get very chaotic in the end. The music is still really relaxing, but it's um, yeah, it's quite fun to figure out how you can organize a city so that there aren't congestions um, in the cities and that you can get uh, people from one place to another. Um, so I guess if you're into city planning, maybe it's a good game, but I'm going to pick what the goal. Cool. Uh, and uh, because I forgot to mention last time, Sneaky Sasquatch, also, by the way, a game made in Vancouver. Uh, I think I forgot to mention it when you picked it mm. last time, but I, I got to keep the streak you, of you gotta, pointing out. On I know, I, I, yeah. I was kind of <laughs> dropping the ball there. Yeah. But yes, it's another... Proud Vancouver creation. Cool. So what do we pick? I'm wondering, where is Water Golf made? Um, probably not in Vancouver. That's what I'm checking. Uh, but what do we pick? What, what is our... Well, in the spirit of how we've been doing these things until now, uh, I think we've all played What's the Golf? Uh, or mm -hmm. What the Golf? Um, I don't mind it. I think it's fun. Um, I'd be happy to go with that one. I can't comment on Two Spies just because I haven't played it. That's, mm. that's you should all. play it. Yep, you should. Mm. Yeah, I know I should play it. I know, I know. It's it's been on my phone since it came out. I just haven't <laughs> played it. All right, let's All right. go with Butter Golf. Very good game. 
uh, people should still check out Two Spies. And yes. Sneaky Sasquatch for that matter. Yes. Cool. All right. Next category. I have a question mark there because I don't know if everyone has a nominee, but it's favorite game. So the open category for games can be iOS, doesn't have to be iOS, similar to favorite uh, hardware product of the year. I mean, I have oh, I have picks. I, me too. So I'll get started. Uh, I have, again, two. Um, one is both of them are VR. One is Pistol Whip, which is a really good rhythm-based workout shooty game. It's not that much. like It's not about like a brutal shooter type of game. It's more... I don't know. John, it's a rhythmic shooter. It's a rhythmic shooter. If you if you can if you've seen like John Wick ga- uh, movies, that's apparently kind of what it's inspired by, yeah. like action hero, okay. uh, but with music and you kind of shoot people to a beat. It sounds more uh, cool than stylistically. It, it feels a bit more in line with uh, Beat Saber. Yeah, uh, I'd say. But uh, it's, it's but it's, it's different. It's fun. It's rhythmic. It it really makes you. It's 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 leg day. There are a lot of squatting in that game because you dodge things all the time. And it's leg day, but you don't notice that it's leg day. You do notice when leg day is over that it was leg day. Yes. Which which is the perfect way of working out. Like you're completely immersed in the game, and then mm. you take off the headset, and you're like, oh no, I can't walk anymore. So I really like that, especially this year. And the other one is Walkabout Mini Golf VR, which mm. is the mini golf game I already alluded to in my uh, hardware product of the year and that will be my nominee because it was something that Ma and I played together a lot which is fun because it feels like in a different place for a little bit uh, we played with friends that we couldn't catch up in person so we went and mini golfed in a weird old gothic castle for a while which was fun mm, this um, was a deserted island which it's one of my personal favorite levels mm. so it's just uh, again I don't know if it would have made it this high up my list in normal years, but this year, without a doubt, it's it's some of mm. the most uh, most needed kind of break from 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 our the same four walls. So <laughs> we don't live in a tent, but we have four walls. You see, <laughs> you paint a really good picture of our apartment. Many walls. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, walk about mini golf. Uh, <laughs> highly recommend it. And my nominee for ga- favorite game, Malin. What's yours? Uh, that was on my list too. You can nominate the same thing. That's totally fine. I'm just going to mention all of them. Okay. All the ones I had, but then I get to it. Um, I, I, another one, which is a more traditional game, was the game Control, um, which I haven't finished yet, so no one spoils it. Um, but it's a, it's a really cool game. Yeah, Zach was just about yeah. to spoil. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a really... Yeah, yeah, I'll stay quiet now. That's okay. <laughs> I think many people have heard of Control. It's uh, you're you're this person who's investigating this um, corporation, and you need to figure stuff out. And then um, there are uh, I don't want to say, but there's there's ray tracing. We're not tra- doing recap. There, there's a, ray tracing. Cool, yeah, it's a cool so that's, game. That's an honorable mention. That's not actually my pick. Another honorable <laughs> mention is um, would also have been Walkabout Mini Golf mm-hmm. uh, because I really like that. It would probably have been my pick if Kai didn't pick it. So, my pick is actually going to be Pistol Whip. Oh, good mm. choice. Mm. Also developed in in Canada. British Columbia, British in Columbia. On Vancouver Island. So, there's still Vancouver on the name. In the name. All right, Zach, what, do you happen to have a nominee nomination? Nah, I think it would be wise if I... Uh, stepped out of this okay. round um, because I don't have strong opinions okay. either way. Okay. Mm. So, nor have I played a proper game that isn't like a crossy road <laughs> kind of thing uh, other than Sneaky Sasquatch this right. year. So, right. um, so yeah. Walkabout then? Yeah. That's something that you plan to p- pick that? Yeah. Cool. Walkabout, minigolf, uh, game of the year. Mm. And it's also nice because that's a game that actually came out this year. 
Uh, not that that was one of the category, one of the requirements, but it's kind of nice to have a mm. game or one of the winners actually coming out the year that we're picking it. Mm. Cool. All right. Favorite TV show of the year, Malin. What is yours? Uh, I would like to pick an indie TV show. <laughs> yeah, there are a lot no. of those. <laughs> no, but um, I had a few different comedies that I was thinking of. I think the most obvious one is Ted Lasso, but I'm not mm-hmm. gonna pick that. I'm gonna pick Mythic Quests okay. because it was. I feel like it's this forgotten show because it was sort of coming out earlier this year. But I think it was really. It's also an Apple TV show, and I think it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really enjoyed their special um, pandemic episode where they were all filming it remotely. It was really well done, and I've seen other pandemic es- episodes of other shows, and I appreciate all of them doing those things. But this was actually one where this could, would have been a good episode, no matter if it were in a pandemic or not. Like mm-hmm. it, it was really well executed, um, and yeah, I recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it. Yeah, I think it's great. Yep, that one is actually one of my honorable mentions. Mm. Very good show. And it, it came out in an interesting time, right? I think the episodes came out in February 2020. So it was just just in the old mm. <laughs> in the old world. And then everything went a bit crazy. So mm. Cool. So Fun me now. next. Um, yeah, also obviously Mythic Quest, uh, Tad Lasso being a contender. Uh, the Queen's Gambit. Oh, uh, damn. Yes, I was mm. thinking what non-comedies I've been watching. That's such mm. a good show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I very much enjoyed that. But I think I'll actually give it to Succession. I think that yeah. is a show that is very much not a comedy. And we, we had a lot of good comedies that we watched this year. But Succession being something that is very much not a comedy. Uh, kind of serious with comedic elements um but also some d- I, I, i'm not sure if it's comedic elements or if the characters are funny yeah i guess they're more funny characters yeah like uh, their person one of some people's personality trait would be fun mm. yeah but then the <laughs> yeah. show also has like death and drugs and, and all the, despair and yeah. depression there it covers a lot of a lot of stuff but it was just a show that we kind of didn't think we would get wouldn't like and we kind of got hooked immediately mm. and and binged the entire thing and then it was over um so it was i think that's that's as far as us usually getting through things very slowly mm-hmm. especially best- drama shows we tend to take yeah. quite slow because they are longer yeah so considering how quickly we got through that i think that's probably the best possible review for, from us of mm-hmm. a show so that is my my nomination for favorite tv show of the year zach what do you have? Nice. Um, well, my two, the two things that I'd written down were The Queen's Gambit and also Ted okay. Lasso. And like, I, I, I liked them both sort of equally. They're very different mm-hmm. shows. Um, but actually, as you were talking, Kai, I think I've swayed closer to The Queen's Gambit only because of how quickly yep. we finished it. <laughs> um, I think we watched it over yeah. two hours <laughs> and the seven episodes. So, <laughs> uh, I think if that's a measure of, of how good a show is, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's only two nights. Um, it's got to yeah. be The Queen's Gambit. I do Gambit. think there's a subconscious part to that when it's like, you, you know, the show might felt good, but if you actually get through it in two days, that's a pretty good indicator yeah. that you, yeah. you couldn't wait to argue yourself into watching yet another episode <laughs> yeah yeah i mean ted lasso was also mm-hmm. fantastic but yeah i just the queen's gambit i really enjoyed mm-hmm. sort of every episode and um it didn't feel the thing with that was it didn't feel like 
it was like they were hour length mm-hmm. episodes. They went yeah. really quickly. Uh, there were a few times I thought, surely we're not at the end of the episode mm-hmm. already, and mm-hmm. then it ended. Um, so I think it's just one of those shows you kind of lost mm-hmm. yourself in it. Whereas often I'll watch shows, even shows that I enjoy, but it's like I can only watch an episode or two at a time from, oh, mm-hmm. I'm kind of done with that for tonight. Um, so yeah, I've got to say mm-hmm. Queen's Gambit is a pretty good show. <laughs> um, I haven't seen uh, Mythic Quest or, or Succession. But, but also, but, what I liked about Queen's yeah. Gambit, it had a whole bunch of things that kind of made it more special, right? The character, the main character was mm. amazing. Like yeah. the acting was the actor really good. Was really good. Yeah. Um, the time period was interesting. Mm-hmm. Like I, I found that yes. time period just very intriguing, and it seemed like a very accurate yes. representation. My mother actually watched the the show as well recently, yeah. and she kind of she grew up during that period and and she yep. thought it was very authentic mm-hmm. representation so that kind of yep. verified the feeling that i had of mm-hmm. someone who wasn't alive during that time that <laughs> felt accurate right um so that was <laughs> what a convoluted way of <laughs> yeah. describing um <laughs> i'm i'm happy actually to to crown the queen's gambit yeah. our our winner yeah yeah me too Cool. Uh, but I think we should also, for this category, then have uh, Ted Lasso as our um, runner-up, despite not having that for anything <laughs> else, fair. because yeah. it's a different genre, like comedy. And I do think yeah. it was a very good uh, very good timing yeah. for that show to I come I just up. think that everyone should, should have seen mention. that by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd hope so. You'd hope so. Cool. Um, honorable mention to Morning Wars or The mm. Morning Show, also on Apple TV. I know it didn't come mm. out this mm. year, but I watched it this mm. year. And... I, I quite enjoyed that one. Um, it was it's very heavy, mm. um, but it was a really well done show. So. Favorite community activity: conference, meetups, Slack group, etc. This is a very broad group. Yeah, and I put it here because I just wanted to. I don't really have a nomination here. Mm. I just wanted to talk about how much I appreciate. Mm. Zach, you touched on it earlier that like Twitter has been such a great place to go and like. To keep in touch with people this year and i think yeah. um you've seen a lot of uh, like different type of uh communities and different groups uh getting together and really trying to uh get closer connected even though everyone's been so far away from each other and i think all of us yeah. were uh missing ch- catching up <laughs> with each other during conferences which we normally would do especially during wwdc being very different but especially yeah. towards the later half of the year there have been so many great online conferences and so many so many great yes. just initiatives like that. Uh, a lot of podcasts where where they are highlighting uh, indie developers and but also just um, people trying to figure out how to deal with this. Right, mm. there is like ISDev Happy Hour, Coco Heads being online. Yeah. like everyone's kind of str- struggled, but still try to make something work. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I really yeah. appreciate yeah. how so many people try to try to make this all work despite the weird mm. circumstances in which we're in. Yeah. And as a side effect, we we actually met a lot more people from places that are not mm. the places we live in as a result of yeah. that because you're kind yeah. of everyone can attend online meetups or mm. online conferences which was kind of fun as well like mm. we could attend mm. uh, dev world this year mm. uh despite obviously not yes. being in yeah. australia yeah. physically and that was kind of nice yeah and uh, like actually at dev world there yeah. were some other people or who, every world every world there were also some other people from canada that mm. like that is quite an expensive yeah. trip to go to australia for a conference so i think the fact that everything was online made that Made it possible to meet people who you normally would. It's also funny to meet someone in a conference who in is? Australia, technically, mm-hmm. uh, that just live around the corner. Yeah. So it's fun too. So <laughs> I think we shouldn't crown a winner nice. here. Mm. We should just generally say no, that no. it's it's like a hat tip or yeah. round of applause for yeah, and for just a thank you for everyone who's like involved in those things and involved, really tried or to just make partici- yeah. like participating. Yeah. You know, there's there's uh, like it wouldn't work if people wouldn't show up and, mm. and try to all make it a welcoming, nice community. Mm. 
Cool. All right. <laughs> On to the next weird category. This time... Uh, Who came up with... Uh, that was me. Uh, ideal computer setup 2020 slash 2021. If you would create your ideal workstation to work from every day for the, until we see new hardware... Okay, so it's whatever hardwares are available Let's today. Let's assume you don't have any computing device. Do I have to worry about the cost? Um do I have a budget? You, yeah, sure, ten thousand dollars. Oh, <laughs> a generous budget. Oh. <laughs> what, what would get a lot of yeah, computer? What for would that. be your? I mean, not not that much, depending on where you're going. It's like there's an, you right, can probably right. that doesn't allow for a Mac Pro Plus Pro display. So that's probably the one computer setup that's reasonable that you probably mm. couldn't fit in. Yeah. But yeah, if you would have no computer, what would you put together right now? Malin, you start. Okay. I really like the idea of the MacBook Air. I know it's like we have the Pro as well, but MacBook Air is very appealing because it's fanless. So if I, it's quite, maybe I should take this opportunity to create a good setup that I also can make portable. So that's what I was thinking. I take the MacBook Air because it's the most portable one. And then I have enough money for the Pro Display XDR and a stand as well. Uh, so I'm going to add that as well. So that would be a nice setup, I think. Um, I do like iMacs, and that's what I have at the moment. Overall, I, I quite like uh, stationary computers because I'm not using a laptop that much. But um, there are no computers like that apart from the Mac Mini uh, that have the M1 chip. So that's why I thought I will go for a MacBook Air. Sure, I could go with the Mac Mini, but then I may as well go with the portable option. Mm. All right. Um, especially given the performance is so mm. similar. It's when it's in clamshell mode, it's like having mm. the Mac mini uh, that you can yeah. just attach. So yeah, it makes yeah, a lot of sense. Yeah, for me, it's, it's, those computers are so similar now, right? It's mm. To me, it's either the Mac mini, 16 gigs, one terabyte SSD, um, or the, the Mac mini with, uh, the MacBook Air with the same configuration, um, plus Pro Display XDR because I set a very uh, extensive budget. But otherwise, mm-hmm. I'd probably either go with a f- 5K... Uh, LG monitor or mm. some kind of Frankenstein custom-made 5K display from Apple repair parts. That's what my setup, my ideal setup would look like. Mm. Um, but I'm leaning slightly towards the nice. MacBook, uh, the Mac Mini, actually. Okay. Because I do like the idea of very componentized setup. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I would do mo- as a mobile thing, so there's there's definitely but benefit what, to there. Why would it be componentized, though? You can't really add things to the Mac Mini. No, no, that's more like, you know, there's no, there's a lot less to it. Like, the Mac Mini that we have in our mm-hmm. household is the oldest Mac we have for mm-hmm. a reason, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing that that could break on it. You know, no no weird yeah. keys, no no uh, display that's getting w- mm-hmm. weird. There's no... I'm never worried of putting anything on top of it. I wouldn't maybe put things on top of my uh, MacBook Air yeah. because I don't want it, the screen to be mm-hmm. uh, kind of pushed or being pushed into the keys. Or mm-hmm. I just like the idea of one solid block of uh, aluminum for, for my computer and another piece of glass as my display i do like that mm-hmm. as a setup so i considering that i'm not going anywhere that's and to be slightly different from from your setup i'll go with that configuration okay but uh, obviously the air is just as good in most ways cool what's your zach <laughs> which of our two would you pick <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so i was i think i'll actually end up different okay. but uh, hear me out first um so in a world where i didn't have a ten thousand dollar budget in which i had my actual <laughs> budget i would get a lg 5k mm-hmm. 
and a MacBook Air or MacBook mm-hmm. Pro uh, to plug into that. You, we know that uh, Zach likes mm-hmm. laptops. That's a thing. Um, and they're very both very impressive machines. The Air is super appealing because it doesn't have a fan and it can't make that noise. But I also think like for some of those long running tasks, like some large builds and stuff that I have to do, it's not every day, but you know maybe every mm-hmm. second day. It would be nice to have the option of having a fan that could kick in. Um, I know that by all accounts, the Air is a beast mm. of a machine anyway without the fan and that it performs really well. Um, but I'm just talking about, you know, those like five minute builds or those Carthage updates you have to do that might take 20 minutes um, would be nice for those long running tasks, even if they were 10% faster, mm. for example. So I'm a bit torn between that, but I would probably say the mm-hmm. Pro uh, just because why not? I also do like the touch bar. I'm a fan of the touch bar. I'm a fan of the non tapered design, mm-hmm. like the flat mm-hmm. edges. I do like the form factor of the MacBook Pro and uh, the battery life is superb. So I'm guessing those fans mm-hmm. aren't on mm-hmm. most of the time. So if you're doing some low power stuff, like writing notes or whatever, um, you'd get phenomenal battery life. I mean, so, I th- I'd say as far as I and know, the, the fans are always running, but on whatever the idle speed mm-hmm. is, 1300 or 1700. Oh, interesting. Because on, on my MacBook Pro, they're not always running. Are you sure? Um, Did you actually look my... at fan controls? Yeah, yeah, positive. Yeah, I, I stack okay, menus. Interesting, because mm-hmm. what yep. I've heard, and maybe that's wrong then, was that it's kind of not ideal for fans for, for the kind of setup to spin up and down that frequently, and it's actually better for longevity okay. that they're always running, but maybe that is incorrect information. Well, if I look at mine, like in iStats, um, it's not very often that they're not running. Like, it's usually when I first open the machine, and assuming I have an open Xcode, like if it was this morning, it's a bit of a chilly morning, and I had like Google Docs open, no worries, the fans won't be on. But as soon as I opened Xcode and it started indexing or whatever, the fans would spin up to their at least their minimum idle speed. They're very aggressive about turning mm-hmm. on at all. Um, so I'm not sure there, but I would assume that there is at least a, a state mm-hmm. it can get into where it doesn't need the fans. Interesting, very um, suspicious. But- <laughs> uh- yeah, it it happened on my previous MacBook Pro 2, the 2016. Okay. Uh, the fans wouldn't always turn on. <laughs> I don't know. Mine, um, mine is just into I know, I know full you're... on uh, <laughs> helicopter mode as soon as you're even like, yeah. even if you're just walking in the same room, it's like, I just helicopter <laughs> just in case. I know you've had a bit of bad luck. <laughs> so um, that's my experience. Though, that the fans don't always turn on. So I'm going to assume that they, at least for some of the time, can remain mm-hmm. idle, even if they were yeah, spinning yeah. at the like as 1200 as RPM right space. It's not for me, it's more of a maintenance yeah. thing. I like the idea of not sure, having sure. a moving part because like... Oh, absolutely. I, I love that too. But I'm just thinking like for maximum productivity, if I can save a few minutes mm-hmm. here and there, it would help. Um, so anyway, that and then, of course, combined with the Pro Display XDR, mm-hmm. because why not? Um, I would also throw an Apple trackpad yeah. in there for when I'm yeah, at my desk. Yeah. And I forgot that's not coming with the display. I yeah. I don't know why yeah. I was so yeah. silly. Yeah. All right. So I think the winner yeah. then is the M1. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Funny that. And our the last category. I didn't realize we pick winners for these. No, we don't. I just <laughs> okay. I, I just thought it was funny to say okay. M1 being a winner because it's so clearly. I think the M1 is yeah, probably the funny. winner in in computing of this year, right? I don't think there's mm-hmm. anything in in like computers that even gets close to what what Apple accomplished with that. I mean, we kind of all expected that to happen, but it's mm-hmm. just nice that like I think it, Apple hit the higher end of our expectations mm. very comfortably and i think that's that's cool like in and performance but also sure. in battery yeah. life yeah and i think it will also have such an impact yeah. for the future of of the Macs in general and um, for desktops and i think next year if we play this game i would probably have an imac as a pick here <laughs> yeah the m2 imac yeah. right because it's just amazing in every way mm. um so that brings us to wish list 
does it? All um, right. So what is this guy? So that's just kind of things that we would like to see okay. Apple to be, release in next year. Does it have to be realistic? Uh, yes. Okay. Like something that, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, for example, just to, we're not going to pick winners, I, I believe. But like some things I w- would love to see. And they're not necessarily incredibly realistic, just within the realm of, of possibilities. Mm-hmm. It would be, I would love to see a larger macbook air like a 15 or 16 inch macbook air yeah because the airs are now so powerful there might as well be pro computers Mm -hmm. Mm. but i do want especially for the clamshell setup i don't need it you know if if it would become my only computer in that case i might want to have the one that's slightly larger with a slightly larger display Mm. but still don't need like all the other things that a pro brings you especially the touch bar right i i i really want a computers a 16 inch computer without touch bar oh man the poor touch bar okay what would you rather have would you have a macbook pro without the touch bar or a 15 inch mac mini uh, sorry no, <laughs> 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 that's a big mac mini MacBook pro <laughs> macbook air jeez i mean at that point it's not much of a difference right what mm-hmm. i want is something that is uh, because I feel like the hardware is now at a at a point where I'm no longer as pro as you can go. Right for me, I'm, I mostly want a silent, not hot, like mm-hmm. physically hot uh, computer that can ac- <laughs> compile Swift code really fast. You know, mm-hmm. and do some some things like using Logic and Final Cut every now and then. But what I mostly want is something silent, good battery life, not getting hot. That compiles code, and I think the the M1 MacBook Air is exactly that machine. Mm-hmm. But I do think if I want to fully commit to a only one computer for everything, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if it's slightly larger, which gives it slightly more more space to 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 have heat that it kind of passively, uh, you know, just have a metal yeah. piece that that kind of keeps the chip cool, so it would have probably even better performance than the 13 inch. Uh, slightly larger display when on on the go but still no fan i think that would just be the ideal configuration for mm. me um but if if that comes in in the form of a pro without touch bar i would take that as well mm. other things are i would really like to see um test flight from mac os um i think that's something we can oh, expect the last year too. yeah all right um I, I really hope that we're seeing a small update here for, for macOS. I want to see the mountain Big Sur or even say, look, Big Sur, we're, we're just keeping updating. This year, no new name, no no new features to make it sound different. Let's just do macOS 11.4 or 5. You know, 5 are good numbers for, for kind of in-between steps. I don't think macOS needs to be on a, on a yearly cadence mm. for major updates. It, we've seen where that leads to. I think we all agree that macOS has been a lot less stable for the last few years. And I do believe part of that is the unforced yearly cadence. Because it makes it hard to kind of get everything in for for one release a year, essentially. So I would like that to slow down on 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 macOS, um, because we made the big improvements and now we can kind of iterate on that. Also, same for frameworks. Obviously, it would be nice to see uh, larger framework improvements throughout the year rather than once a year. Um, and I would really like a twenty-seven or or thirty whatever inch non-pro display so it's the Mm -hmm. display xdr or (laughs) display hdr whatever apple Mm -hmm. wants to call it the Mm -hmm. apple display something like that within the kind of two thousand or less dollar range Mm -hmm. that would be sweet and i would like uh separate fold codes 
um, for subscription apps. So something mm -hmm. that is um, that either that where you don't have to generate unique codes that you're giving away. I would love for it to be able to say, all right, this is a code where we decide what the code is called. Like first year 50 off or uh, the Matter talk show 50. Mm -hmm. So you can do something like sponsoring a, a podcast mm -hmm. or, or have a special event and giving out coupon codes for yeah. your application. And you can just say what that coupon code is yeah. rather than having to generate. And you can limit like where you have control over limiting and, mm -hmm. and saying, look, it's, we have 5,555, five of those. And it's the same code for everyone. So we could just send out a tweet. Hey, happy new year. We have a special promotion. The first 10 people can get 50% off the next year. Something like that. Yeah. And that's like those test flight links where mm. you yeah. can set a mm -hmm. maximum, but it's the same link mm. for everyone to join yeah. your public. So test I would flight. love for that to come to referrals because it's fine, right? We do have to promo codes, but there's still one code per person and you can redeem the same code again. And they're mm -hmm. all re really awkward long codes. It would just be nice to have something where mm. you just determine what the name of the code is because realistically, mm -hmm. it only applies to your app anyway. So why, why make it a weird uh, generated uh gibberish that no one can remember it would be nice to have something that you could pronounce because i do think as we're getting more and more small businesses and indies kind of trying to figure out ways mm -hmm. of, of making their business work uh having a way of doing something like this on mm -hmm. for podcast ads or for for any kind of ad really would be quite nice mm. so i would i would like that a lot. that's a good all those are really good and thank you the fact that you picked four of them means that you're probably going to get something right <laughs> yeah, that's we'll how it <laughs> i'm happy that i accidentally picked the right number to get my wishes granted <laughs> you I, know, I didn't know. <laughs> no five none of them would happen. Oh. so Malin, what's your wish list yeah so i agree with um uh, the, the thing you pointed out about mac os i would like some i would like a stability update mm -hmm. uh, where things are just a little bit more stable uh for a year i mean Ideally for longer, but I, I, I don't need, I think we went through quite a big transition with Big Sur and with the uh, um, support for the M1 ships, ship. And I think it's, I wouldn't mind having a calmer year on Mac OS and the things just being a bit more polished and things not, sh um, yeah, things being more polished. Um, just like a bit of a stability update. Uh, but apart from that, something more exciting, um, is I would like a, CI and CD system yeah. uh, from Apple. Um, so continuous integration and continuous deployment system. Um, ideally part of Xcode. I think that would be cool. Of course, it would be great if it's also not only for Apple software, but um, I do think it would most likely just be Apple software at this stage. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I, I would happily take that. I would love that. Um, another thing is um, I would like an iPhone mini version next year with the 2X camera. Um, oh yeah, That's rather than one. the uh, the ultra wide camera, um, because I I know that one thing we've been mentioned, one thing we've been talking about in the in the past is that the next mini will have lower refresh rate than the other versions of the phone. So we we expect there to potentially be a new phone coming out that has a 120 hertz refresh rate, um, and I don't mind too much sticking with a 60 hertz refresh rate if i get a better camera then i would be completely sold on the next mini phone i don't think it will happen but um the camera is definitely what sort of holds me back from upgrading mm -hmm. mm, i would like that cool uh, and of course uh a mac an imac uh, or some type of desktop computer um with an m1 or m2 oh, yeah, whatever that's gonna be uh mm. and a uh, full distribution of vaccines so we can all meet each other in person again. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um, 
I saw they were resuming flights between Sydney and Vancouver. No, okay. and, um, Everyone that's mo- so. that wants to travel to Canada now needs to have a negative COVID test to present at the time they board the plane. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that mm. makes sense. Uh, don't think uh, anyone should be traveling soon mm. if they can avoid it. But yeah, I guess the options there. Cool, Zach. What's um, your wish list? Cool. Um, pretty simple. Uh, like like all of yours, I run through them quickly now. Um, I really want to see the mini iPhone remain mm-hmm. a flagship. Um, I would like to see it updated uh, along with the big phone next year. Uh, I, I believe it'll happen. I'm pretty sure, but. Uh, I guess if if sales were an absolute flop, then we probably mm-hmm. won't see that. So I'm um, I'm hopeful that, that happens. Um, from a software perspective, I want to see WatchOS gain support for an always-on mode, both for both for first and third-party mm-hmm. apps. Now that I have, uh, sorry, first mm-hmm. and third-party mm-hmm. apps. Now that I have a, um, a watch That's with an always-on yeah. screen, there are so many apps that I think would really benefit from being able mm-hmm. to stay on the screen. And I know we've spoken about it from bef- like before having some kind of like difference, you know, you could hide sensitive mm-hmm. information or there might be, you might get a, you might replace the view mm-hmm. with something simple. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a podcast app, you might just replace it with like play mm-hmm. pause buttons. Like you might not need all the mm-hmm. extra Chrome or the, the buttons to change navigation or things mm-hmm. like yeah, that. That's good. Um, and then similar to that, some kind of always-on status mode for the iPhone. I know that Android phones have had this for years with OLED mm-hmm. screens, and I know that the iPhone kind of has, I think, the time shows through in one of the mm-hmm. cases that they sold this year for the iPhone mm-hmm. 12, um, where you can see, you can have the ca- like the flip part of the mm-hmm. case on in the screen, you can still see the time coming through. Um, I think seeing the iPhone lay flat on the uh, on the charger next to mm-hmm. the Apple Watch, where, you know, if you bump the Apple Watch, you kind mm-hmm. of see that mm-hmm. that status mode that it's got. I think it would make a lot of sense. Just And it might be it might be really small snippets of information, like the time, the date, and the number of messages mm-hmm. you have, for example, or it might be widgets. Like, mm-hmm. there might be some kind of grayscale widget type thing that a developer gets a few pixels to show mm-hmm. something, and you could mm-hmm. customize the way that screen looks. I don't know. I think that would be cool, and I think it fits with the theme that Apple's been going down this year of being able to customize iOS, and widgets were huge, and mm-hmm. custom launch icons are huge and so i think that makes sense and it kind of also makes sense uh to follow mm. on from the watch OS request uh, um, i'm hoping for a touch to that it would also be fun if yeah widgets would have the ability to kick off uh a shortcut without launching the app you know uh, there, there are some kind yeah. of hacky ways yeah. of mm-hmm. kind of sort of doing it but it would be nice to actually have like a yeah. dedicated area yeah where you can do some a, kind of action yes. and yeah. then reload your timeline like for us yeah. for example yeah. it would be super obvious to add a start button to mm-hmm. the timer so you can just resume yes. your time time entry immediately yeah. and that new siri interface makes mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. almost yeah, perfect exactly. where it would kind of pop down from the top but you wouldn't obscure yeah. your, your home screen your other content so yeah, i think mm-hmm. we're getting there everything's mm-hmm. going to kind of converge and that'll be really nice um, so, of course, Touch ID power button on the iPhone. <laughs> I, for the first time over the weekend, used... Or was the week? I don't know. I'm on holidays. Not the weekend. It was during the week, but I was on holidays, <laughs> so it didn't matter. Uh, I used an iPad with one of those <laughs> Touch ID buttons. The button is noticeably larger than the button on my iPad Pro. Um, and I, I quite liked it. I thought it was cool. Um, it kind of it fits more in line with the size of the button <laughs> on the iPhone, because um, mm-hmm. the iPad's always had a smaller power button. Um it's nice. I think it seems to work mm. well. So that would be really cool, especially in this uh, era of wearing masks. And, you know, when the pandemic's over, I'm sure we'll still have bushfires. <laughs> so there's a uh, reason to keep using masks. Um, mm. And to echo, I think, Kai, you said this, uh, a non-pro desktop mm-hmm. display mm-hmm. from Apple, like an Apple branded monitor. 
Um, even I've if it's a, just for everyone on every a, podcast to shut up about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. They make 12 of them, but yeah. it, that doesn't. As long as it goes to the right 12 people, um, we'll all be happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think something to watch for, this isn't necessarily a wish list item, but the removal of the lightning port. Mm-hmm. I think MagSafe pushes us one step closer. I use wireless debugging almost oh, really? exclusively. There are times when I need the speed of a cable, but that's very rare for most use cases. Wireless debugging is fantastic. Um, so I think it's probably, it's probably something to watch for. I'm not like, I'm, I'm not in the camp of, yeah, get rid of it. It needs to go. But if they were mm. able to use that space for something else, let's say on the mini phone, mm-hmm. the battery life was 20% better then I might be mm. all for it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there, whether it's this year or next mm. or who knows. Um, but that's something I kind of got my eye what out. What if for. it would be something that like, Way better speaker. Would you then be like, oh man, I didn't need a way better speaker? Yeah, or would I you mean, like how what's I, your I threshold? I don't need it, but I understand okay. the trade-off. If they got rid of it for the sake of getting rid of it, like I think the iPhone was it the iPhone 7 when they got rid of the headphone port, I think the it did they didn't really fill that space. Okay. Is that am yeah, I remembering that correctly? Where it, would it yeah. phone after mm. that actually got the benefits from the removal? Mm. Yes, yes, exactly. Because it was the same kind of hardware mm. design. They didn't really mm-hmm. make use of it. And that that would mm. annoy me uh, if they got rid of it for mm-hmm. no gain whatsoever. But if there was something about the phone that was better, okay. uh, sure, okay. I'll, I'll take it. That's fine. Because um, I'm at that point where I feel like the lightning port is just a nice to have, but mm. definitely not essential uh, with all the MagSafe glory that's going around and and things charge fast with magsafe like that was i used to plug in instead of wirelessly charge when i needed a quick top up like mm-hmm. during the day because mm-hmm. i didn't want to wait around yeah. an hour for the phone to fill up but magsafe is pretty good mm-hmm. so i'm i'm on board i'm impressed cool that's fun let's see how much of those things we're getting yeah. so they're, all, uh, they're all pretty reasonable it's not yeah. like we're asking for a flying car yeah if, if we would <laughs> pick like this during our pick episodes we would we'll actually get some year. points <laughs> <laughs> cool that All was right. fun yeah so just a quick run through favorite hardware of the year Oculus Quest 2 favorite Apple product iPhone 12 mini favorite iOS app lookup 7 favorite macOS app Paul favorite indie app Solver 3 favorite iOS game want the golf favorite game walkabout mini golf we kind of like golf <laughs> apparently uh, favorite TV show of the year The Queen's Gambit favorite community activity all of them mm-hmm. um and ideal computer setup M1 and wish list we have many. <laughs> cool. Good summary. Yeah. Mm. All right. Uh, yeah, this was fun. Um, happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Happy New Year for a few hours' time. Hope you get to see some fireworks yeah. from your apartment. Let's see That'd if there cool. are any. And see you all mm. in probably March or so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Catch Bye. you then. Bye. I like that bird in the background. <laughs>